Christ was born in Bethlehem many years ago. Born to die that man might live, came to earth new life to give. Born of Mary, born so long, many years ago. God the Father gave his Son, gave his own beloved one, to this wicked sinful earth, to bring mankind his love and birth. Ring the bells, ring the bells, let the whole world know, Christ the Savior lives today, as he did so long ago. God the Father gave his Son, gave his own beloved one, to this wicked sinful earth, to bring mankind his love and birth. Ring the bells, ring the bells, let the whole world know, Christ the Savior lives today, as he did so to the page. I just had the song right here. Please hasten to it, please. Where did I put it? I was putting 113. All right. God rest you, merry gentlemen. 113. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy Oh, tidings of comfort and joy From God our Heavenly Father a blessed angel came And unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same how that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Fear not, then said the angel, let nothing you affright. This day is born a Savior of a pure virgin bright. To free all those who trust in him from Satan's power and might. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Now to the Lord sing praises, all you within this place, and with true love and brotherhood each other now embrace. This holy tide of Christmas, all others doth deface. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Amen. And let's do one more song, 118. What child is this? 118. 
your Bibles, if you would. We're going to start in Hebrews chapter 1. If the sound is coming from the front, but the voice is coming from the back. Amen. We're just going to chase a phrase through the scripture tonight. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 6. We're going to look at this one phrase out of here. And let's just read the verse together. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. Now let's back up just a little bit. And the phrase that we're going to look at tonight is into the world. Now, Jesus came into the world. There are people that would like to argue that, but, uh, you know, there's people that want to argue how to spell their name, and there's people that want to argue about everything. And um, be my guest. You can argue about anything you want, but to deny the fact that Jesus Christ came into the world, there's only one word I know of that describes it, and that's the word stupid. Uh, it, it is beyond nonsense. You, you have to uh, be purposefully ignorant. You, you've got to want to be that dumb. You've got to work at it. Uh, it doesn't come naturally. 
to deny the fact that Jesus Christ existed as a person. Uh, until just recently, we dated our calendar. B.C. and A.D. For over a thousand years, we dated our calendar A.D., Adonis Domini, in the year of our Lord. And B.C. stood for before Christ. Now they've changed it. It's B.C.E., before current era, and C.E., current era. Uh, and uh, it's all because they don't want to offend anyone. I'm, I'm tired of not offending people. Amen? Uh, the simple truth of the matter is you cannot deny the existence of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, when, uh, and, uh, when he bringeth his first begotten into the world, at that moment when Jesus entered uh, this world, when he was born of Mary on that night... He said, let all the angels of God worship him. And as I was preparing this message, I just typed into my computer, into the world, just to see what would come up. And it, it only references the Bible, nothing else, amen. Uh, I don't really care what the world says about itself, but uh, as I was searching through the Bible, this phrase, I came up uh, with... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten verses in the Gospel of John alone that have that phrase into the world talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Excuse me. There are about five or six other verses in the entire Bible that talk about into the world referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we read one of those other verses Right now, and what I want us to do is turn to the Gospel of John. Turn to the Gospel of John, John chapter 1. And, and I basically divided up the verses as, as they deal with the subjects about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to read these verses to you. John chapter 1 and verse 9. All the verses that we will deal with from this point forward are going to have the phrase into the world, and that phrase is going to refer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9 of John chapter 1 says, That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Just turn a page, first, uh, John chapter 3, verse 19. It says, and this is the condemnation, that light, who was the light? Jesus. That light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds are evil. Turn over four or five pages, John chapter 12, maybe six or seven, depending on your Bible. John chapter 12. Verse 46, it says, Jesus is speaking, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Now, the first set of verses that we've read all have the phrase, come into the world, into the world in them, and they also have another word, light. 
That is the first thing that I want us to look at tonight because Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Now, we've dimmed our lights in here tonight. It's a little harder to read, isn't it? Because there's just not as much light as there normally is. How many of you have ever been in a cave under the ground, a cavern? You know, one of the things they always do if you're in one of those underground caverns is they'll take you into a beautiful room and they'll turn out the lights. Because they want to illustrate something you cannot see or, or perceive above ground. You see, if we were to black out this room completely, there'd still be little rays of light seeping under the doors and around the paper and, and all of that, because we know that even though it's dark outside, as far as, as we're concerned, it's dark, there's still a lot of light out there, isn't there? And when you're in that cave under the ground, and they turn out the lights, guess what happens? It gets really dark. And... I've done this before in Howe's Cavern up around the Albany area. I held my hand right here in front of my face in that cavern when they turned out the lights. And I thought I could see my hand. Anybody else ever try anything like that? But I'll tell you what, what I was seeing was imaginary. Because the human eye does not work without light. If there is not light around, if there is no light, you think you might think you're seeing things, but you're not. Because the eye will not function without light. Jesus came into the world for one main purpose, to be the light of the world. Light enables us to see. And let me tell you, there's a lot of imitators in the world. Does anybody know who Shirley MacLaine is? She wrote a book, Embraced by the Light, or Embracing the Light, or something. What does the Bible say about the devil? It says that he is transformed as an angel of light. There's a lot of imitation light out there in the world, and just because you think you're seeing things might not just be that you're seeing anything. You know, our eyes are the most easily confused sense we have. I've heard people say, oh, I got really sharp eyesight. How many of you ever watched a magician doing his tricks? Tricks you every time. He'll make that quarter disappear. He'll pull that card right out of thin air. Now, can he do those things? Absolutely not. It's all sleight of hand. You know what? I can't be a magician because I'm not that good with my hands. I'm too slow. I'll, you'll see me make the trick every time and you'll say, Ah, you're no good. I saw it. Listen. The devil is the greatest trickster that was ever out there. And he is always trying to pull a fast one off. 
He is always trying to deceive. I'll tell you, when the devil is done, it says, sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth what, my friends? Death. That's how we know it's the devil. Because when he's done, there's always death involved. How many marriages have been killed by sin? How many little children put in an early grave because of sin? How many men and women just walking along in the prime of their life and drop dead because of sin? How many people go into eternity because of drunken drivers and drug use? Because of speeding automobiles? All of that sin, isn't it? Oh man, it's cool, you turn the radio up real loud, you're cruising down the highway. You got life by the tail and you're just living to the fullest. Till you wrap your car around a bridge embutment and you're dead. Happens 50,000 times a year in this country alone. People are killed in automobile accidents. You think somebody plans to go out and kill themselves in a car? You think a guy driving 100 miles an hour thinks he's ever going to get into an accident? Let me tell you, it doesn't work that way. You see, it's because they don't have light. They're blinded. They think they're going to live forever. Do you remember the first time you actually saw the scriptures and understood what they said about you and your soul? How many remember that time? How many remember when you first began to grasp the fact that there's a place called hell and that's where you're headed? Didn't that frighten you? And then you saw the light at the end of the tunnel. But it wasn't an oncoming freight train, amen? It was the light of the world that paid the price so I could go free. That puts everything in a different perspective, does it not? When we finally began to realize that there is a Savior, that there is someone that came into the world, it says in that last verse we read, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Jesus came into the world. And we think about that coming into the world on Christmas Eve. He came into the world so that we do not have to abide in darkness. We can see ourselves as we are. You know, the world lives in fantasy, do they not? You get you a chat name, and you go on the internet, and you are Rocky Four. How many Rocky movies can they make? I don't know. Uh, stupid is what you put on top of all of them, amen? And, uh, but, you know... You can say anything you want on the internet, and you can be the coolest guy, the dirtiest 
person. You can say all the filthy things that everybody thinks and, and you can get away with it because nobody knows who you are. There are people that have internet personas that is so different from them when you meet them physically, you couldn't, you would never guess because they can make themselves into anybody with a few keystrokes. That's how these predators get away with it. Luring young children away and into situations that will destroy them forever. There's only one way to be safe from all that stuff. Don't do it. It's just don't do it. Don't get on those sites. Don't get involved in those conversations. If you don't want somebody writing your name down and signing it at the bottom of the list, don't print it. Because let me tell you, there are people watching and they know everything that is done. They know who the secret people are. They're watching. The devil loves to tag you along. And you don't even see it coming. That's why you got to have the light. Amen. You got to be able to see these things and break these patterns and stop this danger before. I mean, how many people get hurt every year with this kind of stuff? The greatest temptation to sin is I can get away with it. Nobody will catch me. Paul Harvey has a, a normal part of his little afternoon broadcast called Dumb Criminals. And he's always talking about these people who think they can get away with it and some of the dumb things that they've done. The one guy walked into a bank and he said, I'm going to, he said, give me the money or I'm going to shoot. He reaches down into his pocket to pull out the gun and shoots himself in the leg. And he staggers back and he tries to still keep the gunshot, the, the uh, bank robbery going and ends up shooting himself again in the leg. Well, the EMTs took care of him, escorted him to the hospital and then to his jail cell afterwards. But I mean, the world is full of dumb criminals. Amen. And don't think you're going to get away with it because he is the light. I'll tell you, one thing you don't want to do is go to your favorite restaurant and turn on all the lights. You'll probably never eat there ever again. You know what I'm talking about? Listen, Jesus is the light. He sees everything. And if we'll allow him to, he will be that light that will allow us to see past the pitfalls and the traps in this life and allow us to walk with him and to live past all of those dangerous things that can happen to you. If the light were just on, you wouldn't fall over the edge of the cliff, would you? You wouldn't step into that open manhole. You wouldn't endanger yourself. If the light was just on, Jesus is the light of the world. I'm glad that nearly 30 years ago, I saw the light and it was Jesus Christ.
not Shirley MacLaine. It was somebody that I want to pattern my life after, not run away from. It's somebody that loves me and cares about who I am and what I am and what I can be if I only give my life to him. Jesus is the light of the world. Amen. Let me just read you a few more verses here. John chapter 6 and verse 14 says, Those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. John, I'm going to read these very quickly, so just listen. John chapter 10 verse 36 says, Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said I am the Son of God. At the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus asked Martha and if she believed, and here was her answer in verse 27 of John chapter 11. She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come in to the world. Jesus in John chapter 16, on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane, said, I came forth from the Father and am come into the world again, and I leave the world and go to the Father. Jesus came into the world to be a light, but to walk with us. To walk in the same footprints that you and I walk in. As the writer of Hebrews says that he was tempted in all points as we are and yet without sin. We can come to him and we can get that help. The Bible says that we can get succor from Christ. And that's an old English word. It means that we're calling in the cavalry. Amen. I mean, you've seen the old Western movie and they're just on their last uh, bullet and their last this. And all of a sudden that trumpet sounds as that group of cavalry rides over the hill and they're saved. I love those stories, don't you? But listen, the devil wants to take you. He wants to destroy you. And don't think you can play games with the devil and win. You've got to see properly, understand that. But when we get in trouble, we need to call upon Jesus and he will come. Amen? He walked on this earth as we do. He has felt the pain and the suffering. He has been sent into the world. As the writer of Philippians talked about, he was not ashamed to tell people who he is. He said, do you think I blaspheme because I tell you I am the Son of God? Because I'm the one the Father sent into the world. Amen. He came to give us a presence. Have you ever been at a time in your life when just having another person be close to you was all the help and encouragement you needed? That's why Jesus walked. That's why he came into this world. Amen. That we can know that he has lived here and gone through all of those things. I want to read to you two more verses. John chapter 3, verse 17 says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. 
In John chapter 18, as Jesus was standing before Pontius Pilate, the Roman government, Pilate therefore saith unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Jesus came into this world to be a light. He came to be a presence, to walk among us, to show us His glory, to let us know that He cared about who and what we are. But I want to remind you tonight that Jesus came into this world to show and declare His authority as Almighty God. He said, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. He said, I want people to be saved. But I will challenge you today, if you refuse the salvation that Jesus Christ has brought, you have no choice but to go under the condemnation. As he was standing before Pilate, quote-unquote, the most powerful man in that part of the world at that time. He had the Roman legions at his disposal and just a spoken word. He could have sacked the city of Jerusalem and laid it level with the ground as the Roman armies did only 40 years after Jesus walked the face of this earth in 70 A.D. Jesus said, to this end... Was I born for this cause, came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. You know what Jesus was saying by that? He's saying, I am telling you what is truth. And by the way, it still holds true today. If something is not truth, then it must be a lie. You can't have half-truths. You can have a very poor job at lying, but there is no such thing as a half-truth. A, a half-truth is a whole lie, my friend. There is, you cannot parcel the truth. And by the way, you can't own it either. I, I, just, I just laugh when someone says, well, that's your truth. What a joke. You don't even know the definition of the word. You can't have your truth because you can't own truth because truth is bigger than a human being. You can't own truth any more than you can own the law of gravity. I, I've decided I'm not going to obey the law of gravity anymore and it will have no effect upon my life. Did it work? I'm not stepping off the platform and trying it out, all right? I just have a strange feeling that Though I said those words, it really was nothing but foolishness. How many of you agree with me? I mean, the truth is, if I step off that platform, what am I going to do? Fall on my face. And I just might hurt something, which I don't want to do. Amen? You see, you can't customize truth. We've had a lot of politicians try to do it. Mr. Hevesy just resigned because he tried to customize truth just a little bit. It was okay to let your personal people uh, chauffeur around your wife and put up window blinds and...
take out your garbage, right? Well, it was absolutely fine until they found out about it. Then the truth came out. And he resigned in shame, as he should have. Now, if any one of us had done those things, guess what they'd have done to us? They'd have put us in jail. But the truth of the matter is, Jesus said, I'm come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. What he was telling Pilate was, what I'm telling you is right. What I'm telling you is truth. And if it's not in agreement with what I'm saying, it is in error. It is a lie. You know what Pilate's answer was? What is truth? Pilate, the consummate politician, still asking himself that question in hell today. He couldn't figure out what truth was when it was standing right there in front of him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. He is the one that established the laws of gravity. He is the one that created this world with only his spoken voice. He is the one that came to die. You want to know why the cross was so horrible? Because God wanted to show us just a little tiny bit of how much he hates sin. That's a truth that cannot be altered. Jesus came to bear witness to the truth that he is righteous. We are sinful. But there's one more verse and then we're done tonight. John chapter 17 and verse 18, Jesus is praying. Again, he's on his way to Gethsemane. This is actually before the speaking to Pilate. And in part of his prayer there, Jesus says, As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Jesus came into this world to be a light, to be a presence, to be an authority. This is right. This is truth. This is wrong. This is a lie. Jesus drew the line. He has the right to draw the line. We don't. But Jesus does because he had the authority. And he came to send us out into the world that he came to, to take the same message that he had to the world in which we live. That's a responsibility. Where would you be if someone hadn't stopped you and given you the gospel? You'd be on your way to a place called hell. There's no question about it. But as we listened and heard the preaching of this word, we saw the light. We saw who we were. We came unto that light. And you know what we saw in that light? We saw our deeds were evil. I'm not here to tell you how good you are. If I were going to do that, I'd have to get me a little paper that said I'm a psychologist, charge you $300 an hour and go home with a guilty conscience every night because all I did was lie to you. 
I'm not going to tell you how good you are because you're not any good. None of us are. That's one of the great problems we have in this society is we spend our time trying to rebuild ourselves up and make ourselves something and then when we get halfway through life, we look around, we realize we're nothing and we wonder why our life is so falling apart. Hey, come to the light. Open your eyes. See the truth that is in Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the light, but he's also the presence. He wants to walk with us. He's the authority. He'll tell us where to walk and where not to walk. And he said, I came into this world to bear witness unto the truth, and I'm sending you into this world to bear witness of the truth. I've got a responsibility, amen? And all of those things connected to this key. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, let all the angels of God worship him. Amen. Jesus came into this world for a purpose. He said to bear witness of the truth. If you're saved tonight, you're saved because you've received the truth. You need to take that truth out into the world in which we live. If you're not saved tonight, I would challenge you, will you come to the light and let it show you who and what you are? But the fact in spite of who and what you are, Jesus still loved you enough to die on the cross to pay the price for your sins. Now that's the difference of the Bible versus psychology, amen? I do not get my self-esteem from what I do. I get it from the fact that God valued me enough to send his son to die in my place. If you can't get your self-esteem from there, you won't get any. You'll be all the life grasping for straws. He walked in this world. He suffered as we do. All one purpose, that he could bear witness to the truth and set us free from ourselves. Amen. We serve a great God who came into the world. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this night, and Lord, we thank you that you came into the world as that little baby in Bethlehem's manger. Lord, we thank you that you sent that beautiful choir of angels and nearly 2,000 years later, we still rejoice and remember the song the angels sang. Lord, we pray that you would let us see the light of your word, that you would help us to understand the truth about who and what we are. That we would not look to ourselves and pretend that somehow we are good or we are this or we are that but that we would see we are in need of the presence and the love of God. We thank you that you're a God of authority and a God of truth and a God of justice. And Lord, we thank you that you're a God that allows us and desires us to serve you. Lord, we ask that you would do your work. In Jesus' name we pray.
And before we finish that prayer, let's just keep our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And just a simple thought. How many here tonight would say, Pastor, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I know Jesus Christ is the light of the world and He has saved my soul. Would you just slip up a hand and give a testimony to that fact tonight? I know I'm saved. Almost every hand in the place. Praise the Lord. How many would say, Pastor, I came in with some of the burdens and, and problems of this life. And, and on this Christmas Eve, as I'm here tonight, I am praying that God would change the direction of my life and the way that I've lived. Because I want it to be different from this day forward. Would you pray for me? Would you just slip up a hand and say, pray for me, preacher. I want my life to be different. I don't want to come into this, leave this service the way I came in. Would there be anyone that would just lift up a hand and say, pray for me? I want God to do something in my life. We'll open the altar in just a minute. If anybody would like to come and pray. We want to give you that opportunity. And we'll ask Julia just to play a hymn of invitation. Maybe, oh, come all ye faithful. It's just fine there. And if you need to come and pray as the music plays, just step out of your seat. Come down and spend a little time at an altar. We don't want to be long tonight. And all God's people said, Amen. Praise the Lord for each one that is here tonight. Great way to start off your actual Christmas celebration in church, talking about the one who came to give his life for us. Amen. Truly, he came into the world to save sinners. Paul said, of whom I am chief. And we praise the Lord that there is no one beyond the grip, beyond the reach of our Savior. Amen. And... Uh, so remember that as you open your presents or do whatever you are doing to celebrate the Christmas time that Jesus is the Savior of the world. Let's sing our hymn as we're dismissed. Let's take the name of Jesus with us as we leave tonight. Merry Christmas as we sing. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it then where you go. 
precious name, oh, how sweet hope of earth and joy of heaven, precious name, oh, how sweet hope of earth and joy of heaven. Thank you for being with us tonight.